Hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adriana Soros on the coach of Rapana Rama for this year's Supercoach NRL. We're doing team previews of the Sharks and the Raiders for Supercoach this year. And I've got a Sharks fan on the show, and it's Tom from Fig Jam Sports. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks, Ada. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. I mean, I was on the borderline whether I'd get you on because I'm a classic, <laughs> I'm a classic NRL Supercoach podcast, and I'm hearing you say that you're not even going to play classic this year. Is that true? I, I will fold. I, I am the, uh, yeah, I will fold at some stage and build a classic team. But at the moment, I am trying hard to concentrate on my draft leagues, but. Seeing all you blokes talking Supercoach content, I'm go, I have to do it at some state. I won't be able to stop myself. Yeah, well, you might as well just have a go. I mean, I'm in the middle of a dynasty, <laughs> in a dynasty uh, you know, draft at the moment. I'm waiting for my pick, so I'll be doing that you know, maybe while we're, while we're recording. Um, all right, How's well, your team look? Tell me your team. I'll rate it. Oh, all right. Well, uh, in hooker, I've got Coruscant at the moment. I didn't really – I didn't go in hard for a hooker once Grant and Cook and – Marnie were gone, but I've, I've landed Coruscant in the front row so far. I've got Josh Papali. I didn't go hard after front row either. I've got Curran in the second row. Um, Nico, Nico Hines is my halfback. Nice. Um, I've got Ruben Garrick in the center wing. I've got Campbell Graham. Uh, at the moment, I've got Alex Johnston in fullback. I just wanted to lock it up, but I have got, I have stashed Edwards on the bench, Dylan Edwards. Oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. I might put yeah. him in oh, fullback yeah. and, and bring Johnson up. I've just been going for really, you know, ceiling type players, you know, really. Other yeah, than yeah. Apisai, because he was just dregs. It was either him or um, I took him over um, Cotter, or who's no, uh, Robson from the Cowboys. I just thought, Robson. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably close to me. Same tier, I'd say. I'd yeah. probably take Robson just as a bit of a gamble. Yeah, because I mean, in I, our in our fig jam, I took I took him, I took um, Robson ahead, but yeah. I mean, on this one, I just you know I figured I uh, like Appy can go big occasionally, so I was just pre- trying to well, pick one under the ceiling. Uh, anyway, he's going to. Um, how do you reckon you'll go next year at the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I'm thinking this year he'll be you know what we expect, and next year he he, he might be in a minute share you know at his age, so mm. I don't know, but. Um, we'll assess it next year. I just thought for yeah, this year, yeah. oh, out of the two there, I just wanted to go the one with a bit more attacking upside in a better team. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk Sharks. They're a team, I think, that have recruited well. And we all agree that they've made some good uh, um, re- recruitment choices. I'm probably tipping them to, you know, there's some teams in a bit of a dogfight. I'm a Raiders fan. We're going to cover them tonight. They'll be yep. in the dogfight, I think, for an eighth type position. But I've got the Sharks yep. around seven. I think they're going to be firmly in the top, you know, and they could probably challenge for even higher if they click, but I think they're going to be back in the eight this year and, you know, nicely in the eight. Is that how you see it? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of guys, I think are, are predicting them too high. I, I'm a little bit uh, skeptical on how they're going to go. Like a lot of new combinations there. It's going to take them a while to click. If they click straight away, I think they're a top six team, but I can't see them clicking straight away. Um, Nico's, of course, he's going to have some teething issues to start with. Hopefully, he finds his groove at the right end of the season and and kicks them home. But yeah, they'll they'll squash into the eight. They'll finish seventh or eighth, I think. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's look at their lineup. We'll go based on what Fox League has has, has said the team's going to be. And you can correct me as a Sharks fan yep. if you you know think of anything different. Um, Will Kennedy in the fullback position. 
Ronaldo, Mulatalo on one wing, and it's going to be Ikevalu, you reckon, I think, on, on the other wing? Well, no, so Sione Katoa's one wing, and I think it's either Mulatalo or Ikevalu, the other wing. Um, Ikevalu, really? uh, yeah, Mulatalo will be in the centres if Ikevalu gets a wing spot. Um, so this is one I was talking to another Shark super fan today, and this was a tricky one. Um, Ikevalu is sort of a... He was he was an interesting buy. Uh, mm. I'm not totally sure we needed him, but the, the amount we spent on him and sort of the hype that Fitzy brings with him, I can't leave him out of the team, um, yeah. which then puts Connor Tracy in a tough spot. So the whole team shuffles around if, if Ikebalu gets one wing spot. So yeah. keep going with Fox League and see what they've got for their centres. Yeah. Well, in the centres, they've got Tracy and they've got Ramian. So... I mean, it is interesting because I really rate Katoa. I love him as a finisher. So, so I, I just yeah. So they've left him out. Nah, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, that's it's interesting yeah. to hear you say that. I I I I figure that Ikevalu's come over from the Chooks where Fitzgibbon was. It probably puts him in good stead. So it could be maybe Tracy. You know, I know he's had um, mm. some injury, hasn't he, in the lead up to the start of the season. So maybe, you know, maybe that's how they run it. Yeah. But look, yeah, that's that's the odd one out according to Fox League. So it'll be an interesting watch. Um, we we know that locked in, it'll be, I think, Ronaldo safe. Safe as houses. He was nearly a Queenslander. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he got to be started off. He was a center in as juniors. Uh, when he came to the Sharks, we put him on the wing and he sort of owned that owned that wing spot with Katoa. I really can't see them changing from Katoa and um, Mulatalo as the two wingers. They did such a good job there last year. Um, Connor Tracy, he has got some health problems. He's come into the season a little bit injured and he hasn't had a proper preseason. So maybe Mulatalo goes to the centres and Ikevalu starts on one wing until Connor Tracy's fully fit. And the other gun there is uh, Jesse Ramian. Jesse Ramian's a stud. Like, yep. We don't need to really talk about him. Yep. All right. Well, they've got Moylan starting in the six and Hines in the seven. I don't know if that's how yeah. they're going to start the year. I think they might just on reputation, you know, um, but... I personally, from an NRL perspective, do not think that that six and seven is going to work. Um, and I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm, I'm tipping Trindle to end up in the seven and Hines in the six, where I see you can play a little bit more like a one. You know, I think he's going to be in the six long term, probably in the team. So, look, it might start Moylan and Hines, but I, I'm expecting, you know, at some point in the year, maybe sooner rather than later that Moylan might just go into a utility, you know, or something like that. And yep. Trindle might come in at the seven. Some punders are saying Trindle maybe even starts, you know, but we'll have to wait and see. As, as a fan, I want Trindle and Nico in the halves. I honestly, I just want Moylan to go. I don't <laughs> like, he's just, he's just burning a hole in our team and we got rid of Dugan. Now let's move on from Moylan. Okay. He was, he was good for maybe one season. Um, now he's just hurting us. So, I mean, he has some flashes of brilliance, but we can't rely on him. Let's make Trindle and Nico our halves, and that's the future. Yeah, I mean, with Trindle, you know, you can goal kick and you have him in that seven, which is, you know, that's the kind of mould he is. He's a seven. I think that that frees Hines up to play, you know, as a six and, and sweeping black backline type plays and not be relied on so much for kicking. And I think it looks a better team. Um, all right, yep. so it's going to be Rudolph in the eight, do you think, to start? Yeah, Ru- Rudolph and Fanukin, I think, are the two props. Yep, uh, you've got um, Bra- Braden Bra- Bra- in the nine. Early. 
Nikora and Graham in the second row, McInnes at lock, um, Trindle down as the 14, but I could easily see that being Trindle in the starting line, and Moylan yep. being an impact player off the, the bench in the 14. Yep. Um, Hamlin, Ueli, uh, Tolman, and who is the last one? Um, Fox so with the Talakai, is... but you've got Andrew Fafita in that as well. Royce Hunt, uh, Jack Williams, Talakai, Fafita. Fafita's still hanging around there like you struggling to sort of leave him out of the 17. Maybe they do like last year, but um, Teague Wilton, another one who I think he's going to be just when Graham inevitably gets injured again, Teague Wilton will fall into that back row spot. Um, yeah. But yeah, they've, they've got a fair bit of depth there in the forwards. I, I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of what I've seen of Royce Hunt and I know yeah. there's that Pele in there as well. Williams mm. and they're all sort of, you know, there's some good back rowers in there. So they've got a bit of, you know, that bench, you know, people are saying for feeder as an option. And I mean, if he jagged a round one spot on the bench, maybe, you know, but I don't, yeah. I think his body's shot personally. And I don't know. I don't think yeah. it'll be only a matter of time before he goes down again. Yeah. For feeder, for feeder and Graham, I've seen them in a lot of teams and I, even at their price, like I just can't have them. Like they're just, you know, they're one injury away from maybe never starting again. And you've just wasted your money better off just, upgrading and downgrading somewhere yep all right well let's go through while we're talking on players will have and, and won't have let's go through guns you know semi-gun sort of middies and cheapies um for super coach purposes now the funny thing is you know we i'm saying no and maybe on a lot of these players that we're going to go through mm. for me but i'm seeing sharks in people's teams namely the two big ones and we're going to cover them in the guns yep when i look at guns i don't just go um, are they a gun this year? We'll assess that at the end. I'm, I'm calling them a gun based on their price and what they did last year because that's, you know, it's a gun price, yeah. really. Yeah. And we'll we'll yeah. go through them and see what we think. Um, the number one gun is Hines. He's a big signing to the club. We do know that everything we look at from Hines' point of view is, is fullback, really, last year. Um, the one thing that we will say to Supercoach fans out there is that he played an average of 64 minutes last year. So you're going to get more, 80 minutes out of him. He's going to play more minutes. But it's a big change to go from fullback, um, you know, up into a halfback role. Um, if he, if there's no Trindle in the team, who kicks goals? Is it going to be Hines? I know he wanted to kick goals, but he's not very good. Well, there's no one else really. Uh, yeah. Moylan, Moylan can kick, but I don't think they'll test his hammies. Yeah. Um, Katoa, Sione Katoa can kick. He's kicked for us in the past. Uh, apart from that, I think mm. it's going to have to be Nico. Well, I mean, that'd be something that people who are starting with Heinz will be hoping for. Mm. Um, look, his price is 685900 He's halfback and fullback. That was the main reason I took him in that dynasty. He's an interesting yep. sort of jewel. And mm. I took him <laughs> because, you know, all yep. the top, you know, in the halfback position, it's pretty skinny, you know, yeah. and once yeah. uh, Cleary and DCE were gone and Hughes, <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, this is interesting. I can jag him into the fullback spot if I need to. Um the average last year was 78.2, which is very good. Um, he was great last year. It was amazing, wasn't he? He came from a cheapy sort of point of view. Um, you know, he, he when he gets 67, when, when he got 60 plus minutes last year, because he did have some short games, his average was 97. So we're probably yeah. looking at it even unders on what he did because he did have some short games in there. He was amazing last year. Um the thing I like about Nico is he can go big hundreds and he did do that last year. 
The thing that I wonder is, can he still do that as a halfback? We can see that Cleary does that, but you know, I even just watching that um, All Stars Indigenous versus the Maori, um, I thought he was good without being exciting. Yeah. If, if you know what I mean, I thought his kicking game was good. He kicked for that nice try to Sloan, which looked really good. But I don't know. I just um, asking that question of would I start with him this year? My answer is no for Heinz. And yep. I do see him in teams. So I feel the need to explain that to people. I think um, fullback to halfback, it's going to be something that he has to get used to. And I just don't see big, huge hundreds like you can see out of fullback, you know, where he can roam. And obviously he's in the Melbourne storm as well, you know, in that system where he had practiced, you know, for a number of you know years, um, I just, he's someone I'd watch. And if he came down in price, maybe the, he's, he's an option for teams at a point in the year. But if you're going to fork out nearly 700K, you know, that's, that's, that's huge. I can't see him going up, not within the first 13 rounds. Past bye weeks, maybe, maybe is an option, but I can't see him going up price for the first 13 rounds. Like he's, it's a whole new system he's playing in. I'm a Sharks fan. I love Nico Hines. And yeah. there's no way he's going to go over 700K. I hope he does. Like, yeah. that means the Sharks are flying. But there's no way. It can't happen. Yeah. I mean, so I think, you know, we looking at what he did really last year, minus those, you know, the shorter games, it was a 97 average. I don't think you're going to get that this year. I think he might be about a 70s type average, yeah. you know, and you stack that up against someone like Cleary. He's a couple of extra thousand. You know, he'll be nearer that hundred, you'd think probably if the shoulder's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Nico yeah. for me is a no to start the year, just because if if Nico was in fullback and he was 685, I would be, you know, I'd take him ahead of Teddy and I would start the year with him. But in the halfback position, he's a no for me. Um, you, you're going to pick him up. I reckon you'll pick him up around by weeks, 13, 17, whatever it is. For yep. let's say four ninety five, and yep. he's going to be bottomed out then, and he might hit seven fifty by the end of the season. That's my prediction. Yep, yep, definitely. I think it's just one of those ones where if you're looking for value for money, there's no value there. Not when he's gone from fullback to to halfback, yep. and he's yep. never played in a team. Um, the other one we want to cover is McInnes. I'm seeing him in a bunch of teams. The price mm-hmm. for McInnes is five hundred thirty five thousand four hundred. Now that's the thing. You know, it is at a discount to what we sort of know from, you know, McInnes pedigree-wise. He's coming back from an ACL. I'm not even going to look at two thousand. Well, let's go back to 2020 because that's where we can get some real figures mm. on McInnes. 76.3 was the average. He had a good PPM too, 1.03. He's a worker when he's on the field. Um, how many minutes is he going to get in that Sharks team? Do you think he's going to play 80? I think... You know, he's going to start a lock, but I think when you've got someone like Fanukin and Braley, you know, I don't know. I just think, especially with him having an ACL coming back from that, maybe he doesn't start playing 80. Maybe he works up to it. Listen to Fitzy talk. McInnes has just been mad on the training paddock. Yeah. And that gives me a lot of confidence. I, I think he's a 70 plus minute player this year, whether that's spelling Braley at hooker or playing, like he could play 80 minutes a lock. And or he could play sixty minutes of lock and fifteen minutes of hooker. Um, I'm at five thirty-five. I honestly I haven't looked at prices that much. I would be all in on McInnes this year. Yeah. Um, well, I mean that's the thing. If he's getting the minutes, he's not what you. He is a bit meat and potatoes, but he will bank a bunch of tackles and he'll get to seventy mm-hmm. just on that basically yeah. alone. Um, 
who are players that are sort of at around that price, you know, that you're going to take? Because would you would you t- pick him in in um, hooker or would you pick him, you know, in second row? Because he's obviously got that nice probably, jewel. Probably in the back row. Tell me, tell me some players. Uh, let's think, Matto. Yep. Um, who are some other guys that I'm thinking would be average about the same? Uh, you probably have Carney's a bit more expensive. Um, yeah. Who else? You know, just a tick under. You, you know, you're probably going because he's probably yeah, Matto type of price, isn't he? Let's have a look. Yeah. I'll go in and have a look at these second rowers, and we'll see anyone that's sort of at his price point because I, I can see him if he's playing set, a bit more. If he's playing seventy minutes, I think he'll probably get sixty-five to seventy uh, on, on an average. Um, look, you've got. Uh, TPJ at 569, who you can pick in the second row. He's probably got more value in the front row, you'd think. Um, Maddo at 569. Um, look, there's not really much because I don't think that Josh Jackson's a buy. He's 565. No. Barnett, you know, the minutes and trade cheaper than Josh Jackson. Wow. Yeah, he's cheaper than Josh Jackson. Yeah, and Luciano, yeah. just Luciano Leilua. Yeah, he was another one I thought of. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I've seen a couple of teams who are going with um, Hamoli. He's 512 as a pod. They've got a hard draw to start the year. Um, you know, Jack Bird, 498. I've seen him in a few teams. You and Aiken, 486. Yeah. Lolo at 485. So he's a bit more expensive than them, but I'd prefer him above those, especially if he's playing seven. Yeah, I'd, I'd take McInnes above Lolo. Um, I don't think McInnes has got going to get any cheaper if it, if it will it's not much um i can't even even if he's playing 65 minutes or 60 minutes he's a one ppm and at 535 his price isn't going to go down you wouldn't think yeah What's i mean the, 60 average going to finish at like 580 or something yeah 550 the thing is with him he, he's not going to hurt you because he's not going to go big big hundreds he'll get you mm. 60 70 every game he's going to be sort of meat yep. potatoes 60 70 um, I'm sort of, you know, my plan for this year is to try to look for ceiling type players. The price is very good. And that's the big feature for him and his duality. Cause that's a handy jewel. If you have a hooker goes down, you can put him up into your hooker position with your trade, which I think is yeah. handy. So in my question of, would I start the year with him? I've got him as a maybe. And, and yeah. I, I hear a lot of people saying, yay, a hundred percent. It's an absolute steal. He'll get you 70 and I've had some people no, go, you're yeah. mad. He's only going to get 50 minutes. He's coming back from an ACL. It's an unknown. Um, look, that's it. If you if you think that he's going to get 70, he's probably undervalued, I think, for what he's going to yeah. do. Yeah, he's – the ACL thing, it pisses me off a lot. He <laughs> did his ACL over 12 months ago. Yeah, yeah, yep. Like, I, I run an NFL podcast, right, and I see those injuries to running backs – Every single season, if you've got 12 month recovery on an ACL, you are coming back like it didn't even happen. Yeah, there's a 10% chance it could happen again, but it's a 10% chance it could happen to any player. Like it's if if you did your ACL, like Adam Dewey is one I'd be a bit worried about um, because he did it at the back end of the year. He's going to be pushed into that Tigers team pretty early. He's going to come um, back because, sort of mid-year. That's, that's a yeah, bit more tough. And he, without a lot of sort of physical, like a pre-season, he's, they're going to push him back into that team because I'd imagine the Tigers will be struggling a bit halfway through the season. Yeah. And he won't have had any of that real physical contact coming in. But McInnes has. Like that Sharks pre-season is absolutely brutal. And mm. 
he has been, you know, everyone's training the house down, but McInnes has been training the house down at, at Cronulla um, coming off an ACL. So don't, don't worry about the ACL of McInnes. If, you know, come and tweet at me if he goes and does his ACL <laughs> round one. Yeah, and I mean, he won't. And, and looking at that bench, you know, you, you might have a Trindle or a Moylan that are not going to really come in at, at lock. Yep. You know, Hamlin, Hamlin Ueli might go up to prop and, you know, we you could see Finucane or um, uh, who's the other one? Rudolph can play 13 as well. So I just, yep. you know, there's some people there that can spell him at, at lock yep. and he could probably have 20 minutes off a game. 60 yep. minute McInnes doesn't interest me. 70 plus minutes or 70 minutes because he goes at that one point, yep. you know, that that's a bit more interesting. So he's a maybe for me. I don't have him currently in my team, but at 535, He's more of a six fifty type value player, and and yeah. if he can get the if he can get the minutes, I think there's some value. Um, let's go over to semi guns. Um, one I want to mention is Jesse Ramian. Um, Ramian mm. is at five fifty two thousand nine hundred, so he's probably you know ex- he's bordering on expensive. You know yeah. when you're looking at him compared to some of the others like Aitken, Stags, you know who are popular ones, but you know even um, you know I've seen some footage of um graham from the rabbitos looking like he might be over on cody walker's side based on the jersey number i mean that's a bit light to go off but he's only 400 and something you know um so mm. look ramian is 552 900 he had a pretty good year last year 63.1 was the average um and he had a 27 minute game which i took out of it so the average was 65.93 which i think is quite elite in the second oh sorry in the center wing um you know it's not tall on garrick you know but it's Pretty good, I think, for, for Jesse Ramian. Um, I've got start the year, no. And then my reason for yep. the no with Ramian is just because 552 is more than I'm willing to spend. You know, my most expensive center winger is Selwyn Cobo at the moment, 320K. So, I mean, maybe you don't go that low if, if, if that's your build. Um, you, you might have um, Stags, you might have Aiken down there, and, and that's right under 500K. Would you fork out 552 to start the year on Ramian? No, no way. Not when Aiken is 495 or whatever he is. Yeah. Like, I can, I can see the sort of, I can see the theory behind having one gun center wing and then six cheapies um, or or borderline cheapies, but Jesse Ramian isn't the one to have as your one center wing gun. Like you're going to go, like you and Aiken, good example, 500K starting back rower. Like why would you go Ramian over you and Aiken? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a no for me. Yeah. I mean, and you know, someone like Zach Lomax that was plagued by a thumb yeah. injury. I know they've got a tough draw, the old dragons, yeah. um, but he's 498 and he's sort of a 70 averaging you know, center wing goal kicking as well. Mm. I'm, I'm, I reckon he maybe not to start the year, but he's he's under 500k. But he's a no for me just because he's 552. If he was 452, he'd be seriously yep. in the conversation. But just yep. a bit too expensive for me. Um, look, I, I wrote down Ikevalu because you know if he if he does jag the spot, he's you know he, he's coming off a year where he averaged 62.3, and that shooks out. It, it, it surprises me because all he did was basically fall over the line. You know, for the mm. for the Chooks good right hand side, um, if he gets the start, you know he uh, if he gets the start, you know I'm still saying that he's a no for me under the same guise of you know too expensive uh, a la Ramian. Um, you know, last year he actually had a 30 minute game. His average was really 68.72, which was better than Ramian. But 
it was in that Chooks side on their on their attacking side. And you know, it's a really good point that you make that it's not as even if he does start the year, you know, just say Tracy's overcoming an injury, there's got to be worries about his you know longevity in position. So he'd be an absolute steer clear for me. Yeah, I, I can't see him getting in there. Tracy, Ramey, and Mulatalo and Katoa did so good as the outside backs last year. There's no reason apart from a apart from an injury for one of them to leave the side for Cavallo. So I mean, yeah, that's that's big money for Cavallo. I honestly there's not a there's not an outside back of the Sharks I'd want on my classic team. <laughs> like you can pretty much just skip over from I don't know what any of them. Yep. No, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, I thought I'd mention. Well, look, if they got, if they're if you're averaging in the 60s from the year prior, you know, you've got to get a mention. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the mids, particularly that made me have a look after the All-Stars game was Nikora. I thought he looked good in that game. Um, he's 482,000. So we're sort of getting down to the mid-type price yep. for Nikora. Yep. The average last year wasn't anything to write home about. It was 55. Um, what I will point out about him is that he had some varying minutes last year. I think he is probably sort of finding his way back into that team. But if we look at him 60-plus um, minutes with Nikora, and I think there's every chance this year that they might play their back rowers for 80 minutes or even close, mm. you know, this year, I think for Graham and for um, Nikora. Um, but when he gets 60-plus, the average was 62. You know, so he's, he's going at that one point um, PPM. Um, I've got to start the year maybe with Nikora. Um Look, I think, you know, there might be a little bit there. I think they've got a rejuvenated side. I think they'll be good. I think they might attack very well this year. And if he plays big minutes in the back row, um, I think there might be some value. You know, if you look at him when he gets 60-plus minutes, the average is sort of starting to get where you like it, you know. How do you feel about him this year? Yeah, at 482, around that same price as uh, as you and Aiken and, and Lolo, I like yeah. him as a pod. I really yeah. like him as a pod. Yep. Um, I kind of expected him to be 550 or 550 plus because I think he finished from memory, finished the year really well. Uh, he was on and off injured a lot last year. And I think his minutes increased towards the back end. I mean, I'm just going off my own memory here. Um, and I thought he played really well and enough to sort of cement that, that starting role. Uh, whereas Teague Wilton was sort of pushing, trying to push Nakora out all season uh, but I think Nakora, yeah, I don't mind that at that price. That's, yeah, that's an interesting yeah, one. It's an interesting one. I mean, I'm seeing people put in Satili Tupanua, you know, and I think mm. Chooks are going to have a good year. I think Satili might mm. have a good year himself, but he's got lower scores in him than Nakora. He's got more of a mm. four. So I don't mind him. I think he's an interesting one. I mean, look, people are probably going to go the pedigree of Tamalolo. They're going to go, you know, Aiken when he went to the second row last year, averaged 80. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably mm. one of yeah. those ones that people are going to go. But as a pod, as a, as a left field smoking, yeah. I don't mind Nikora. And I liked what I saw in that game. He looked motivated and he looked to, because he does run a good line when he's on. And he, and he yeah. you know, he, he's a great runner off those ball players. So I don't mind mm. him. Um as, as a sneaky option this year. Um, who else have I got in there? Look, uh, you know, you, you, you said backline, you know, and I had Mulatalo in there. Long story short, he was a no. Um, he's 442, so he's sort of a yeah. bit more, you know, but he, he's, he's a no for me. Um, Connor Tracy, he's worse than Mulatalo. That's all I wrote down, so don't worry about him. <laughs> uh, and one that I put down was Trindle. You know, I know that you know, the super coach experience guys are big on Trindle saying he's, he's the midi that you'd have ahead of Sexton and SJ. 
because um, when he went in and had some 80 minute games, he was sort of in that 80 average last year. It was a very small sample size. Let's get real. Um, but if he starts, uh, let's have a look. Last year when he played 80 minute games, so his average was 48.5 for the year. But when he went in and played 80 minute games last year, the average was 53.65, which is a little bit more respectable. And at his price of 422, uh, sorry, 424,900, if he were to jag the starting seven, spot who would you prefer out of trindle sexton sj dylan brown i know he's easily the last in my view but what way would you lean i think there's i think the sex sexton hype is out of control and i tweeted this this morning <laughs> yeah this the sexton hype has gone okay he's a young talented kid and we've just put him on this massive pedestal whereas uh fantasy managers are all putting him in their team and when you can get someone I, I really like SJ this year. Um I would I would have SJ at a similar price to those other three that you mentioned. Uh but Trindle if if he can yeah it's just a bit hard. If Trindle can get goal kicking and you're 99% certain he's going to keep that number seven or number six jersey over Moylan. Mm. Yeah I I really like him. I'd probably put him at the top of that list of four players. Um, yeah, and, and there's too much doubt with Moylan there. It's yeah, kind that's of scary. It. Yeah, you're always going to have Moylan. You know, as soon as Trindle has a bad game or two, although I don't, I'm going to only get the feeling that Fitzgibbon is going to be that kind of coach. Um, but if if um, if if TLT had him named at seven, I think he would goal kick if he came in. I think he's a better yep. kicker than yep. Hines. So a goal kicking yep. half who you know sort of averaged eighty when he went there last year, um, goal kicking. Uh, you know, I think he might be a smoky. I've got him down as a maybe, but it, he'd have to start. And you would be yep. taking a punt in a sense because yep. you wouldn't know whether that's going to be one round, five rounds, you know, two rounds. It could how, much, be, how much is SJ? Uh, SJ is 400 and let me have a look. Oh, section 434. SJ right. is 462. Yeah, okay. So a little bit dearer. Yeah, a little I bit dearer. I think I'd just take this. I think I'd take the safe option there with SJ. Um, yeah, I mean, look, SJ. Yeah, SJ's body is gone. <laughs> you know, he yep. he's yep. Um, not going to run. He's not going to score tries. He, I, I, you know, feel like the, from a nostalgic point of view, going back to the Warriors, you're going to be popping balls to someone who's a great line runner in Curran. You know, mm. and you know, Tohu's going to come back into the team. He's got some people to run off him, and um, I probably, you know, I, I was all before Trindle entered the conversation as a possible, you know, starting option in the seven, I was favoring SJ over Sexton, you know, and, yep. you know, Trindle would be one that just to throw a big, a, a bit of a spanner in the works. Um, yep. Let's cover one last person in the middies who I've heard a couple of people float. And actually I must admit, I did put him in one iteration of my team and that is Graham. Graham is an absolute steal this year, 354,700. Wade Graham. Um, he used to be super coach relevant back in the day, but look, I think he might be over the hill. Last year, the average of 40.5. The average in 2020 was 52.6. And that's where there could be some value if he was to return to 2020 to form at 354,000. Um, look, last year, he did have some short games. Obviously, when he got head knocks and stuff, he had a um, an 18-minute game, a 14-minute game, and a 27-minute game. So those are I'm going to scrap them because those yeah. are short games. Yeah. The average was 50.5 last year, 
for Wade Graham, if you take those injury-affected games out of there, is he too much of a liability? Is he a risk? Too much of a risk? You know, even though yeah, he's he, cut price three fifty-four, he's a he's an avoid for me. I I can't have him. I, I feel like it's an awkward price three fifty-four. You might see it as cheap. I don't really think it is. I I think I'd rather downgrade, upgrade somewhere. Um, like go go as real cheapy in the back row and upgrade somewhere else. Uh, I can't like maybe maybe he gets to four fifty k. You've made a hundred grand off him. The fair chance he goes back to two fifty k as well. So I I'm a no. I can't I can't have Wade Graham. I love Wade Graham. He's probably my favorite player in the NRL, mm-hmm. and he's he's one head knock away. Like we said that three head knocks ago, that he's one head <laughs> knock away from retirement. Yeah. Um, as talented as he is, I think he's not super coach relevant for me. Yeah, look, he's 350 and you've got players like that, Helium Lukey and Nanai from the yep. Cowboys. I'm not really loving yep. what the Cowboys are going to do this year, but they look no. like they're going to be playing big minutes at 350 and they're yep. young, you know. So yep. I'd probably, I'd prefer them at the, that, that sort of price point. I, I, I know that people will take it just because he's Wade Graham. And the, I think the, the way we can probably lead people, if they were willing to be a risky, you know, player, do you think he's going to be big minutes? At least, do you think he's going to be playing eighty on the on the edge? They've lost a bit of experience from the team. I I don't know where Teague Wilton's going to fit in. Teague Wilton's a very very talented back rower. He's actually from near where I live, and when when I watched him play juniors, he was unstoppable. Uh, so Teague Wilton, I can see pushing. I uh, can't see him pushing the core out, but Wade Graham, I can see Wade Graham getting reduced minutes. Um, and reduced injuries because Teague Wilton's on the bench. I don't know where Teague Wilton fits in really in that team. Mm. So the only spot he can take up is Wade Graham. Yeah. And they're not flushed I mean, unless they went with um, Talakai with second rowers. They've got a locks and front rowers, you know. So, yeah, he could be a risky player. I've got him as a no mm. because, you know, I just think there's I'd rather go one of those young Cowboys as an option. Yep. Um, look, there's Fafita, there's Royce Hunt, there's Pele. 200k, you know, just above for Hunt, 243k. Would you take a punt on Fafita if he jags a bench spot? He looked okay in the All Stars yeah. game, but oh, mate. He's, I mean, how much is he? Two, 240, did you say? No, uh, he, he's 205. He's base, you know, prop, prop. Well, I'm not, I'm not like, 175, yeah. but he's 205,100. I, I would say, why not? He's basically enough. Like, even, even if he can't bag it, uh, get a bench spot like he's I think he's better than having enough um, mm. is he an AE nightmare maybe but like how many times do you loop like I, I don't think he's a bad option if you're really really struggling to find someone cheap to put in your on your front row bench yeah well that's the thing there's not going to be a whole bunch of, of real cheap front rowers I mean mm. the best prospects for you know benchy props I think is that Penne from the Warriors, 280K, yep. probably Ethan Bullymore, particularly with that injury to Schuster, 280K. A lot of people are on that Tepoi Maroa, but now that Nass is back, I don't have a lot of confidence in him at 205K. Mm. Um, and yeah. it's going to be always a risk with these bench forwards at 205K. I think there's a Mo Messia or that Pasami Solo from the Knights who I might prefer over Fafita if they jag a spot yep. in the 17. But yep. uh, the question you've got to ask yourself is, yeah, 
is Fafita going to jag this? If, if he's named in round one, he, he could just be one of a number of options you take if there's some 205k ones. And people would probably go and grab Fafita because in the past, Fafita was a gun. Wasn't yeah. He? Yeah. Oh, he was like 700 grand there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At a point. <laughs> he was um, crazy. Okay, so let's go through. That's the Sharks for me. There's no one else that we're missing, is there? Um, no, the best, I think we touched on them all. Yeah, the best yeah. prospects, I think, for them, I wrote McInnes is their best option. And I and I wrote in brackets, yeah. if it's 65 plus minutes. Now, you tell me that yeah. it should be about 70. Awesome. So I think, yeah. he's, I think he's their best bet if he gets those minutes. And I think that uh, my number two I put was Nikora as a smoky yep. um, at 482. Um, now... I haven't put Hines in there. I'm going to say he's a mistake. And I'm not going to say that he's yeah. going to average poorly this year or he's not going to be a good player. I just think at his price, he's too he's priced at his max. And there's too I much agree. unknown yeah. moving from fullback to um, halfback. Um, Smokey, I put Trindle. If he does jag that seven and the goal kicking and you see him named in that round one team, 420-something thousand, that's the Sharks. Really like it. Yep, yeah. very good. All right, let's move over to the Raiders. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be – my notes for the Raiders are longer than the notes for the Sharks, and I guess that shows my <laughs> green eyes because there's absolutely – there's nobody relevant for the Raiders at all, at all. But I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on, the, on their forwards and their forward rotation because right. in draft – in draft, they have a lot of sleepers there in the forwards, uh, and if anyone follows our draft content, I'm high on some of these back rowers if they can get the minutes because their PPM is huge. Yeah, so got, I'll be interested to see what you say. Yeah, they've got a lot of I've got a lot of notes there saying if they get this kind of minutes, and I have taken snapshots yeah. of them when they get the minutes. So we'll have a look at them and we'll yeah. see. Um, look, with the Raiders, the lineup is going to be Charles Nickel Clockstad in the one. There'll be Kotrick on one wing, uh, and on the other wing, it'll be probably Savage to start because Rapana. He can't put his arms up mm. any when he tackles, so he's going to have a couple of weeks <laughs> off. Um, in the centres, I think it's going to be Tomoko and Croker. I have seen some team lists that have had um, Sebastian Chris in the in the three, which oh sorry in in the four. Um, but I just think Tomoko is our best centre wing at the club, and I think he should start. I mean, I'd prefer Chris instead of Croker at the moment as well. But look. He's the I like skipper. Chris. I thought he was all right. Yeah, I like Chris. He's good. Um, yeah. But I think Croak is going to get another. He's he's had the you know the surgery and all the rehab and everything, so he's going to get a go to start the year. He'd be his last roll of the dice, I think, in his first great career. So it's going to be Croker to start. Um, and on the other wing, you know, when Rapana's back, it'll be him and Savage. I think will maybe come in from time to time in the year just to cut his teeth in first grade. Um, yeah. Whiten will be the six. Fogarty will be the seven. Papali'i will be in the eight. Nine, I think, is going to be Starling. I think he's going to start the year at nine. Um, Tuppany is going to be playing in the front row this year. Hudson Young will be in the second row. Um, CHN will be in the second row. And Whitehead will be a lock. Now, this is not the Fox League one. This is what I know. This is what it's going to be, I think. Um, yeah. On the bench, it'll be Hodjo in the fourteen. Uh, Adam Elliott, um, Sutton, and Horsburgh. Um, the others in there, obviously, we mentioned Sebastian Chris. It could be Gula as well that might come in instead of um, Horsburgh, you know, the big red nut, but that's pretty much how they're going to line up. Yep. Um, guns, yep. they got none. There's no guns in the Raiders <laughs> team. 
And look, you know, that's, that's sad for super coach, isn't it? But um, let's go to the semi guns. Um, Rapana, you know, so he's sort of around that um, price point of Jesse Ramian. Um, Rapana, 554,700. He had a really good year last year, 63.3. He got a couple of hundreds. He got a 90. He got a couple of 80s. Um, but he did play some fullback. So he's a mirage. And he's an absolute no for me. Now that he's suspended, there's no point talking about him. <laughs> you can't start the year with him. Um, yeah. CHN. 534,800. Um, he's in the second row forward. His average last year was 61.0 or 61. He had some short games last year, 23 and 42 minutes. Now, if he starts in the back row this year, uh, which I think he will with um, Hudson Young, I think he's going to be on for big minutes. So he's going to be getting 60 plus minutes, you know, maybe right on 60 minutes. Um, so I want to take out those games. The average was 67.2. So just the same way that I'm interested in Nikora, you know, I have a slight interest yeah. in CHN. The thing with CHN is that he does piss Ricky off because he makes some big defensive errors. Uh, and that's the reason why I would prefer Nikora because I don't think Nikora, I think he's going to be the second rower. I think he's rock solid for the whole year, whereas I have no confidence over CHN. But yeah, yeah. when he gets the minutes, um, you know, when he, you take at those injury games, he's nearly getting, he's on his way to 70 as an average, you know, so he's got a super coach friendly game. Um, but I think he's going to probably play 60 minutes in the back row. Um, CHN. Another one I want to mention is Hudson Young. He's going to be, he, he sort of um, revealed himself as a good second rower last year. Tough and runs good lines. I think he will start there this year at 534, 400. There was, in some of the socials, I think it was the experienced boys um, that said, you know, he said he's going to be 80 minutes. And look, none of the Raiders players get 80 minutes. I think he could be the same as CHN. <laughs> it might be 60 minutes in the second row. One of the, the things that we should remark is that Tuppany is now going to go up into the front row rotation. Um, you know, and Elliot Whitehead's going to be in the lock position. You know, if someone like um, Hodjo comes on and plays 13, I think Elliot Whitehead goes back to second row. So these guys are not going to play 80. Elliot Whitehead will go back to uh, second row. Um, Young, the average last year was 60.9. Um, he had a 19 and a 26-minute game in last year. So the average was 64.7. So not quite as good as CHN. Will I start him at 534,000? No, I won't. And same reason with CHN is if we were feeling solid enough about their minutes, um, you know, you could take a punt because these guys, they really churn it out at a good PPM. So with 60 minutes, they will get you 65, but you just can't lock it in. You know, in, in uh, draft, you know, I, I still think that they're going to get 60 minutes and they'll get you 65. Um, yeah. uh, Papa Lee in the front row, 522,100. So he's sort of around that Adam Fanua Blake type price. Um, he's a little bit more expensive than Jai Arrow and Utikamano. Um, last year, the average was 59.6, which is a bit disappointing from Big Papa. You know, he was an elite. He didn't have a great rower. year. He was a little bit off last year, I thought. He was. Look, last year, he had an eight-minute game. He had a 31-minute game and a 33-minute game. That's what worried me about him. He mm. started games off the bench, and just those low-minute games was an off year for him, I think, motivation-wise mm. as well. Um, but if we take those games out, the average was 65.41 for you to be a quite a good front rower 60 plus is, is for me. And I think there's a little tiny bit of value in him at 522,000 for, for, for the big papa this year, but would I start with him? No, 
not when you're stacking him up against some <laughs> of the other options. Yeah. I prefer, I would prefer Arrow. I would prefer Utikamano. I would prefer Adam Fanua Blake. Um, TPJ is 565. I prefer him in the front row. Um, Hass is still in the 500, 595. Find 70K and go Hass. So yeah, he's, he's too far behind everyone else. I just think there's a little bit of value. I really see him this year being at that 65 average again. I think he's going to have a good year, but he's not for me to start the year. Um, Fogarty. Now we're getting real desperate now. Um, 512,900. He's half back only. So look, that's why I wanted to mention Trindle. 450. People are all big on Sexton. Yeah. Um, Fogarty last year, the average was 58.5. Um and, and if you take it, I mean, he's a half, so he's going to play 80 minutes every game. I, I've just taken out games that are not that from last year because he had a couple of 50-minute games. The average was 64.05. So Yeah, that one game where he got knocked out or got injured, yeah. he scored yeah. five points. Yep. So if you take um, those out, he's, he's averaging 64, just a tick under 65 for 512,900. Um, if he, if Croker wasn't in the team, he might kick goals. And I think that might make him a little bit more alluring. Would I start the year with him? No, I'd probably err uh, on the side of SJ I'm, for cheaper. He, you know, Kieran, I'm play devil's advocate a little bit. I don't mind him. And I don't mind him. He's, he is a bit of an awkward price in that you look at guys, 30, 40,000 K less. And you think they're going to give the same output or better output, but as a pod, he was sneaky good for fantasy at the Titans and didn't have a great year. Was was in and out of the team with injury a lot last year and and a bit of form base as well. Uh, you almost guarantee that Sam Williams is not going to take his job. No, can you can you confirm that? Uh, like, yeah, I mean I they, they bought him. They bought him as not like a savior, yeah. but they bought him so that Jack White can run, and because of his maturity, he's going to play. He's going to play, and he'll play eighty minutes. You know, and it's a 65 average for 500K, you know. So, I don't know. I think people are going to go Kiri at 500 and something to well. I think he's similar. Um, yeah. And he's dual, which yeah. probably puts him ahead for me. It's it's yeah, very left. Yeah. yeah, it's very left field, but he was pretty Maybe good. Maybe he's a uh, wives and daughters team. Mm-hmm. Jamal Fogarty, your wives and daughters team. There you <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, Tapani, 482,500. So he's dual. So he's second row forward and front row forward. Um, let's, you know, let's look at him at, at, in the people that he's sort of stacking up against. He's stacking up against Jairo and he's cheaper than, you know, a little bit cheaper than TP, oh, wait, uh, quite a bit cheaper, but cheaper than AFB by a, a little bit. Um, last year, the average was 55.3 for Tappany and it was pretty poor reading because Tappany he had so many games below 40 minutes we know that something was on the nose you know in yep. Canberra yep. and he was fighting with yep. coach and all um, but when he played 40 plus minutes last year his average in 40 plus minute games was 61.63 yep. Tappany has a point per minute of 1.3 last year and this is what excites me about draft CHN Hudson Young Tappany are all mid to late round picks with this 1.1, 1.2 PPM. Yeah. If they can get 60 minutes each, I just can't work out how they can get it. But if they can get it, they're sneaky value in draft. I, yeah, the classic price is an awkward price for me. On, the price is awkward. You know, on, I think... Tarpany interests me a lot more than the other two back rollers, but... Yep. Yeah. He's the one that I've put a maybe next to. I put no against all the others, really. 
Um, the reason is he's dual. And if he gets 50 minutes, he'll score 65. That's what Tuppany yeah. will do. Yeah. The question you've got to ask yourself is now that he's going to be moving up into the prop rotation, will there be 50 plus minutes mm-hmm. there for him? Um, look, we don't know. It all depends how much he's friends with mm. Ricky and you just can't take the punt on it. But I, I'm just quietly non-pick him in your team wise. I think Tuppity's going to have a good year. I think he's going to play 50 plus minutes. And I think he'll average 65. Um, the only one I, one I wanted to mention in the mids was Starling. Um, we do know that Starling, he would have been an absolute primo option for teams if there was no Hodgson there. I do think that Starling will start in the second row sorry, in the hooker position. And I think that Hodgson will play, you know, maybe 20 to 30 minutes in hooker and maybe maybe it's 20 minutes in hooker and 20 minutes at lock. That's what I sort of think is going to happen with them. So I can see 50 to 60 minutes for Starling realistically next year. He's 343,800. The average last year was 39.2, which is nothing to, yeah. um, you know, to get too excited about. But let's look at it because we think he's going to get maybe 50 to 60 minutes this year. So let's take out the 28-minute game last year, the 23, the 26, the five-minute game, the 17-minute game, the 15-minute game, the eight-minute game. He had some low, low-minute games. So yeah, yeah. it's an illusion he's 39.2 average. So if we take those games out, the average of 54.41. So Starling offers some value if he can get 50 to 60 minutes because, you know, last year he didn't get the minutes. So obviously we can see that there was some short games in there. Um, will I start with him? No, because there's Randall, you know, and he offers much more, you know, savings dollars wise, but I prefer Starling as an attacking, you know, cook 2.0 type option in teams, but the Hodgson lurking to steal minutes worries me too much. If he, if he can get the minutes, there's a serious case for, for a double hooker cheapie. In yeah. Randall and Starling, I'm surprised he's that cheap. Starling, yeah. I thought yeah. he'd be 400 plus. Yeah, this well, is how much I looked at Supercoach 340k. <laughs> I, I reckon he's how much is Randall? Is he, is he in the 200s? Yeah, he's 280, I think he is 280 or something. This is a Randall. serious case for a 340 and 280k dual hookers that are going to get 60 plus minutes. Yeah, and some, people go, some people go on Ruben Cotter because you can pick him in yeah. second row forward and hooker. I'd almost just because of the attack in in uh, Starling, I'm going an expensive one and and Randall. But if you're going double cheapy, mm. I would probably take Starling ahead of um, Cotter because Cotter's going to yeah because Cotter could be spelled by so many players in that team at lock and probably play 50 minutes as well. Um, and you know you've got a 50 to 60 minutes playing Starling at 343. The average is going to be more like that 55, 60. You know if he if he builds on last year. Um, I've just said, look, would I start with him? I would not be hundred percent solid on it, but if he gets 50 plus minutes, you know, he's definitely could be a smoky option for teams. Mm. Let's move down to cheapies. There's not heaps really. There's only Savage. And the unfortunate thing with Savage is he's not going to play one second of fullback this year. And not unless Charles Nickel Clockstad goes down. If anything, he comes in and takes a wing, you know, for a wing spot. Uh, look, after round six, we know with the new rules that they could make him dual, um, but you can't start with a 200K fullback and he costs you 286400 Nobody's going to have him in their team, not because you don't play funny buggers with your fullbacks. Um, I love him as a player. I, I, I just love watching him play. Yeah. He's so good. 
I just yeah. can't work out where he gets in. Like maybe Tomoko or Croker, he can push the one of them out and play in the centers, but I can't really see it. Maybe Rapana in the centers and he plays in the wing. Yeah, there was the other option. Yeah, there was rumors about Chancellor Coxett playing in the centers. Yeah, no, I don't see that. Savage playing. Nah. On some I. of the um on some of the Fox League promos and stuff, Savage was wearing, you know, number three. He was he was down as yeah, a center. Right. So I think that if he does come in this year, he might, you know, Croker might have some games off, you know, and it might be Savage coming in on in the centers. He's going to get his first go this year on the wing while Rapana's out. I think he's got a big yep. future in 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 the game, and I think he will eventually be a fullback in the game. He's just not going to be for us this year, fortunately, not to start the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he was probably a center wing um, fullback cheapy, you know, you've got Suwali, who we don't know is guaranteed. You've got players like Taylor May, Oliver Gildart. You know, you could take a punt maybe, but again, mm. you can't see a solid spot for him, unfortunately, this year in the lineup. Um. The best prospects are, are, look, there's not many. And I've just written the two. Starling has a smoky if you think he's going to get 50, yep. 60 minutes. And Tuppany, if you think that he's going to get 50 minutes. If he gets yep. 50 I minutes, like he'll score you 65. Um, the smoky, I've said, CHN are young. If you think they're going to play 60 plus minutes, but nobody knows that. And nah. you'd be too you'd be too risky to, to take those smoky options. But Starling and Tuppany are two that I would consider maybe. <laughs> if you if you expect that they're going to have better minutes, tell me about Big Red and Ryan Sutton. Where do you see them fitting in? Yeah, look, I think you know in this week's trial, you know they're starting with Sutton at lock, so I think he's going to be in the prop mm. rotation. He might play minutes at lock, but I think if you're going to start with Whitehead at lock, the only person that's going to play lock with him is really going to be Hodgson. You know, so Horsburgh. So what about be... Adam Elliott? He's a gun lock. Yeah, but I mean, he's named to start in second row in this trial upcoming as well. In the you know, I think they want to put CHN and Young, Hudson Young. That's the thing. You know, I think Elliot would be fantastic at lock, but I guess maybe the, he, he's got to do his dues, you know, in the team. And if he comes on, you, are you going to put him at prop? You know, Horsburgh, he'll be in the prop rotation. Yeah. Sutton will probably go up in the prop rotation as well. Um, but All these names I've just mentioned are pinching minutes off. That's right. CHN and Tarpany and yeah. Yeah. And this kind just, of, that's kind of disappointing for fantasy. Ricky doesn't give a shit about fantasy. Yep. And and they're just that's it. I mean, you've got quality minutes eating, you know, benches. You know, because Elliot is mm. Elliot could play 80 minutes, you know. So yeah. It just makes it too scary to have any of them, you know. But that's why I said, you know, Tarpany 50 plus minutes. If if you got 50 and Horsburgh, you know, is getting 30 minutes and mm. You know, if it was Horsburgh for 30 minutes and Sutton for 30 minutes, you know, Papa for 50. I think it would be if it was Papa and Tuppany for 50 minutes each, you know, but oh, your guess is as good as mine, you know, when it comes to, yeah, yeah. you know, the Raiders. But that's it. That's the Raiders in a nutshell. The Sharks and the Raiders. There's really, you know, I think people are going to start with probably McInnes and, and I am seeing Hines in teams. I'm not seeing any Raiders in anyone's team. <laughs> and that's probably rightly so. Um, <laughs> if we're looking at it, look, they're not, you know, my, uh, I just cover the radio. I cover it by who's next to each other on the ladder. So, you know, it's <laughs> funny that my team was one of them and your team was the other, but I think there's some more prospects yeah. in the Sharks lineup this year. Um, I, I really like the Sharks, you know, maybe not to win it all this year. I think they'll be back in the eight. I don't, I don't really think the Raiders are going to 
give the comp a shake, shake this year. But I do hope we can jag our way into an eighth spot on the ladder. I, I don't think we've got the hardest draw. We're not got the best draw, but I think we've got a reasonable enough draw. And I think if you look at our one to 17, you know, if, if it all sort of hits and, you know, Whiten has a good year where he can run, you know, I think we, we could mm. be a smoky to get in the eight just <laughs> this year. You've got Adam Elliott and Jamal Fogarty on cheap as chips contracts. They, they could absolutely star for the Raiders this year. I really like Fogarty. I reckon he's a really good inclusion to that team. And yeah. your back row and front row rotation, it's got to be the one of the most talented in the comp. Oh, um, sorry, I'm sorry. So much. Like uh-huh. Ryan Sutton, he's struggling to make the 17. Like he'd be a walking starter in a, probably half yeah. the teams in the NRL. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I saw a thing from Fox League the other day um, ranking all of the forward packs in the comp, and the Raiders mm. were like 11th. Oh. On their rating, I think we're well, maybe not the top one, but we've got to be top five. You know, you yeah, got yeah, Papali, Papali, and and uh, Tapani. You know, in the front row, you got you got Whitehead, Chn, Young, Elliot, Sutton, mate. Horsburgh is not even the yeah. worst either. I mean, Horsburgh uh, was a, a credit. How good was he two years ago? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. he's had a bit of injury, so hopefully mm. the big, hopefully Big Red can be in for a big year this year and play some minutes. Because he's, you know, and hopefully no crying, although he can cry if he wants, you know, let him, let him cry. <laughs> um, That's right with a grown man crying. Yeah, but I mean, I look, I, I'm not for super coach, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really hopeful as a Raiders fan. I mean, look, you forget about last year, the year before we made the, you know, the prelim and the year before yep. we made the grand final. So hopefully, you know, the game, I think Ricky was just behind the new game and how the new game works. And we played it a style that didn't suit it. So hopefully he's worked on that this year. And we know we've pegged back the six agains a smidge this year. Maybe that sort of helps the Raiders a little bit. I don't mind Fogarty as a signing. You know, he can be an organizer and you know, let Jack Whiten run. So, you know, we'll keep our fingers yeah. crossed and hopefully they, you know, go well. Mm. Well, yeah. Tom, thanks very much for coming on the show. I won't play you my song because normally I would sing you out live, but I pre-recorded one for you and you'll just have to listen back to the podcast to hear it. Oh, this will be good. This will yeah, be good. It's a good one. Well, I mean, I will, I will let you know that I did it in one take because I was a little bit short on time. So it's not the best recording in the world, but you, you just give it a listen. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. <laughs> but thanks so much for coming on the show. Play some classic. This thanks, year. Yeah. Just, just bung a team together and put Heinz in I'll there. And, and McInnes. I'll just build like a, some pod team and I'll I'll yeah. go on Supercoach Whisperer's live stream and get him <laughs> get his opinion and let him roast me for half Tom from Fig Jam is a Sharks fan. Tom from Fig Jam is a Sharks fan. Tom from Fig Jam is a Sharks fan. He's a Sharks fan. Nico Hines is a Sharks fan. Nico Hines is a Sharks man. Nico Hines is a Sharks man. Nico Hines. McInnes is a shark man. McGinnis is a Sharks man. McGinnis is a Sharks man. McGinnis. Fanukin is a Sharks man. Fanukin is a Sharks man. Fanukin is a Shark man. Fanukin. Tom Frog Big Jam is a. <laughs> Catch you next time.